0: This is the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Brought to you by Coca Cola, Sirius XM,
1: Chili's, Papa Vinos, South Bend Orthopedics, South Bend Airport, West Bend Insurance, Centier Bank, and ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Notre Dame losing the uh, the season finale to USC, 38-27. And uh, there were times where it kind of felt like more. One thing I do know, Caleb Williams is pretty darn good. Uh, the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Uh, presented by St. Joseph Health System. I'm Jimmy Razzari, uh with Reggie Brooks. Uh, Reggie... Caleb Williams looked like uh, Tecmo Bowl Bo Jackson, didn't he?
2: Without a doubt, I mean, uh, again, we we helped we I think we helped him win the Heisman Trophy, yeah, <laughs> uh, with that performance. So uh, <laughs> My, that was a tough one.
1: Minus twenty five hundred right now at BetMGM on Caleb Williams. So everybody else not even close.
2: Well, again, this is you know. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta play, you gotta tackle. I mean, yeah. you know, this was just yeah. plain and simple—just poor tackling, which is something we've talked about all year. And it, 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 you know, when you when you don't make tackles against very good offensive football teams, you, you're asking for trouble. Um because They didn't do anything spectacular in Austin Jones, the running back. You know, 150 yards and a lot of it was you know uh yards after contact mm-hmm. you know and then we couldn't get anything going on, on the ground i uh, i still don't like the, the type of play calling because it was more of the draws and we were running sideways and it's like I, I was i was shocked that we weren't able to run right at them and and knock them off the ball
1: yeah i uh really yeah i'm i'm kind of disappointed in the play calling tonight quite honestly um there there were a number of times where i'm just going why are they doing east west why and yeah. uh i think it's is very
2: frustrating considering you know the two games when we ran downhill mm-hmm. you know clemson and well even north carolina but clemson and and you know, last week you know mm-hmm. we I thought hey they got the formula, you know, and this is this is how they, this is going to go and nope <laughs> right <laughs> that's not how it went
1: yeah I uh I I thought that that was the formula too to get the running game going so that you didn't have to put everything on Drew Pine uh and instead everything got put on Drew Pine basically uh. And honestly I thought he played really well aside from the two aside, well. aside mean, from the two mistakes uh the interception you know that I mean that's that's trying to you know get your team back at least uh into a competitive uh situation uh the fumble I, you know eh, okay uh but uh I thought Drew Pine played really really well tonight
2: I, I agree I mean you know he was at one point in time 15 for 15 mm-hmm. You know, completing the ball well, but it's um, the formula for for Notre Dame to win on a consistent basis. You know, you got to run the ball, and you know their USC's defense is not it's not really that good.
1: No, it's not. That's the thing that was <laughs> really very not.
2: disconcerting. Is that, exactly. I mean, they they give up points pretty readily, and but you know, you know, you're going to have to compete against uh, a. You know, an offense that is high powered mm-hmm. and they got, you know, their quarterback was was, you know, I don't think he completely outshined Drew Pine. But I mean, there's a definite definite difference in the quarterback that, you know, SC has in the quarterback that we have. Yeah. You know, and that's just one of those things. Again, uh, I think he, comp- you know, like I said, Drew Pine competed well. But they were they were just a lot more balanced in terms of being able to run the ball and you know throw the ball when they needed to and you know and and we just flat out couldn't tackle. I mean that that yeah, was that, mm. the worst tackling effort I've seen all year.
1: Yeah, I yeah, there's there's nothing more you can say to that. That it, it it was it was worse than really any game, like any even the losses. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the Marshall loss, the Stanford loss, the Ohio State loss, even like worse than any of those. Uh, any of those. And this games.
2: was flat out the worst Ooh. tackling performance all year, yeah. and to have it happen at the end of the season. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. That's just flat out unacceptable to have your worst tackling performance at the end of the year, and you know and you got to give Caleb Caleb Williams credit, you know, oh, Austin yeah. Jones credit, because they performed. They performed mm-hmm. at a high level, and, you know, you, you got to, you know, say, hey, hats off to them. But to not ta- – to tackle that poorly
1: is – it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Caleb Williams, eighteen of twenty-two for two hundred thirty-two yards passing, uh, with one touchdown passing, and then nine rushes, thirty-five yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Jones on the other, uh, uh, yeah, Jones on the other hand, twenty-five rushes, one hundred fifty-four yards. So yeah, Austin Jones uh, was. Those two were a pretty solid one-two punch against Notre Dame. Uh, we'll get deeper and deeper into this game although you know how deep do you want to <laughs> do you want to dig into a big pile of crap really 3827 uh, USC beating Notre Dame uh, we've got plenty more we've got Marcus Freeman's press conference uh, to uh, to get to we've got uh, probably a couple of players to uh, to possibly get to as well and uh, yeah we'll just uh, start breaking it down coming up the official Notre Dame football post game show on sunny 101.5 5 and uh, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sponsored in part by the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. Also by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Learn more at FeedIndiana.org. Uh, let's start uh, breaking this one down. Uh, as I mentioned before, I don't think Drew Pine played all that all that bore, all that poorly tonight. Quite honestly, uh, twenty three of twenty six, three hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns, uh, two of them to Michael Mayer. Uh, did have the uh, the one interception towards the end of the game as they were uh, trying to uh, drive and, and and stay in the thing. Um, the 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 running game non existent tonight. You know, compared to, to compared to other weeks, and that. That was really disappointing. Uh, it,
2: it, it it was just it was mind boggling because you know I think it's been said multiple times that you know that's the formula and Coach Freeman has mentioned it on on multiple occasions that the formula for success is run the football and you know and it's not that they didn't run it I just think again the the type of run was the type of running they were doing just was not. It's not what what's conducive like I said when you have object estimate and you're not running downhill and we're still running more delayed d- delayed runs yeah that's that's not good you know I mean it's, you're not going to have success you know you you just come off of annihilating a team that you know I think personally except physically their defense was better not talking about Boston College in terms of physicality and we you know that was probably the more disturbing thing is the we just got dominated on both sides of the ball physically and sc is not a physical football team but that so for that to happen that's inexcusable
1: yeah for uh for as good as usc is on offense um that's only where they're good. They are, they are, it is not a good defense. Notre Dame should have been able to, uh, to bust off more than a couple of big runs, you know, really spaced out. Um, but there were also some, some really puzzling play calls, like you said. Uh there, there was, uh, early on where, uh, where it was, uh, I think it was Diggs, uh, you know, going east west or it may have been estimated. Uh, it was like a, a yeah. speed, a speed. Yeah, speed route. A, a and speed, uh,
2: speed. It's like, why are we going
1: towards the sideline? Exactly. <laughs> I was. I was just like, why are, why are we doing east west? Why? So uh, yeah, I, there there were some puzzling play calls. I I, I thought tonight. This was uh, this was not one of uh, one of Tommy Reese's better efforts. Quite honestly, as far as play calling went.
2: Again, I again I I, I commend. Um. Drew Pine, because again, he, you know, 23 for 26. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah,
1: 318. Yeah. You know, I
2: will say that he's he's still forcing a few things in there to to Michael Mayer. But Mm -hmm. all in all, I mean, he threw the ball very well. It's just, if, you know, if you were going to tell me that, you know, we we were going to have to rely on Drew Pine to win this game, I'm like, that's not a winning formula. Yeah. That's just not for – for at this particular time for this team, I said, you know, you and that because that helps him if he's able to strip the ball. And again, I know they were talking about they were eight man fronts. I still think, again, if you're running directly at somebody, and probably the most disturbing thing is multiple times we're third and short mm-hmm. and we don't get it. Yeah. And I'm looking like, Really? Yeah. You you we can't get a yard or two yards mm-hmm. against USC's, and I, I'm not. And I, I'm I'm trying not to you know, really <laughs> down USC's defense because they just kick kick no names behind. Yeah, right. But it's like I I've watched some games. It's like it was like, is this the same team?
1: Yeah, like, where where has this team been this entire season? Where's the film on this team? Is this even actually USC on defense? Is this another team, you know, somehow brought in? Uh, that That's basically what I was saying. I was thinking that it was just going to be, um, you know, as 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 far as running, you know, like, I, I figured it was going to be like an offensive uh, back and forth, quite honestly. Uh, you know, of course, you have, you know, Caleb Williams on, on one side of the ball, and then you got the Irish running game on the other side. And those were going mean, to be, thinking, you know, yeah,
2: we keep them off the field by running the football. That gives you your best chance to win consistently. And it was USC that ran the football. I was like, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't see that coming. Mm-mm. Did not see that coming.
1: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, just kind of s- sat there, uh, really 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 kind of surprised and uh yeah as, as we said this was uh this was not a good defensive effort either um
2: because yeah, you, you look back they gave up 28 points to Stanford uh uh-huh. you know we lost to Stanford 25 points to Arizona State and these are not good football 20, 42 to uh Utah 37 to Arizona 35 to Cal and 45 to UCLA and it's yeah. like you know it's like really we we can't put points on the board and you know most of those games you know they gave up plays in the run game
1: yeah the uh the first couple of drives uh especially the first drive where you know after after usc takes their opening drive takes it for a touchdown and then notre dame goes three and out i was like uh-oh we this this is not this is not going to be a good game today um uh, I was hoping that it would turn around and kind of started looking like it, it like it was gonna start turning turning around um but uh yeah they you know just couldn't stop couldn't stop Caleb williams couldn't stop uh couldn't stop Jones on 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 their running game couldn't tackle anybody to save their lives quite honestly yeah
2: it was it was it was Again, like I said, this is a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where is the intensity? You know, the commitment to focus to say, "Hey, I'm not going to let this team team beat me." And like I so said, we're going to play at a high, higher level and and get it done. And that's just, I mean, I, like I said, you know, I, I mean, how many times can you re- reiterate? The poor tackling how how, how many yeah. times can you reiterate yeah. the lack of physicality up front by our offensive line you know and th- their struggles um you know we we didn't get guys pushed off the ball and we didn't like I said run down here it would have nice have been to see a, a you know a trap or a counter um in the run game and then you play action off of that but to never even establish the run game, I was like, this is not gonna, this is not gonna go well. If, if mm-hmm. we can't run the ball, you know, we can't keep them off the field because we found out pretty quickly stopping them was going to be a problem. And you know, you knew that coming in because of how how powered their offense is and the fact that they have, you know, the Heisman front runner and 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 he is every bit worthy of that that you know that title, you mm-hmm. know. The Heisman's front runner because he's shown up game in and game out, and you know he is the the focal point. And it was not a thing the week that Notre Dame could do about it.
1: Yeah. And, and Notre Dame's not the first team that he's done this to either, where he where he just looks like this oil-covered pinball just you know flying around all over the place. He's done this pretty much all season. So what can you do at that point you know
2: well I think again like I said it, it's, it's you know it is not easy, but I know they had mentioned something about like I said taking you know better angles and you know having the hit point you know just above the 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 just below the numbers and you know and when you're trying to tackle a guy like that you cannot go to where he is you have to go to where he's going to be mm mm-hmm. And that starts, you know, by attacking upfield shoulders and, you know, keeping leverage on the ball and squeezing the football to force him back inside to where you have help coming. But when you allow him to break contain, it's a wrap. And there's too many times that, you know, guys took angles where they, you know, where he was, as a, and he would bait them into it
3: you oh, know, yeah. by stepping
2: yeah. up, stepping back, and it's like you know, don't don't chase after you know a, a player's legs and shoulders and, and get caught up in the movement. Pick a point outside leverage of the, of the runner and go toward that point and keep a bead on that point and stay focused on that point and don't get caught into looking at his feet and his legs because when you do that. It, you, nothing's good going to happen from that point.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. USC also uh, really kind of wore down the defense as, as time went on. You know, it's like they started off not being able to tackle them because, you know, they just weren't tackling anybody. Uh, a- after a certain point, they weren't tackling anybody because they were just dead tired probably. Uh 35 23 for USC on time of possession 24 37 uh for Notre Dame. But uh you know, like I'm looking at some of these stats, you know, Notre Dame with 22 first downs, SC with 23 third down, 5 of 7 for Notre Dame, 8 of 12 for USC. And then there was the the O for 1 on fourth down. Uh SC going 1 for 1 on fourth down. Really you know as far as plays went, uh you know, really kinda even. There, you know, a slight edge to USC, but I mean they it, it felt like Notre Dame was playing from behind and, and they were really, but uh but really having to put in like the two minute drill pretty much all night in order to in order to even try keeping up.
2: And and the the killer thing is like I said, when you're playing a team like Southern Kyle, the the one area that you cannot come up short and that's in the turnover department mm-hmm. and you know that was that was where we 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 fell off. I mean yeah. you know turnovers who's it yep you know you, you can't turn the ball over against a team like that and 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 you know first of all you, you you're you know you, you were right down there before the fumble. You're in their territory, and you're moving the ball well. I mean, mm-hmm. Notre Dame moved the ball through the air quite well. They came out at halftime looking good. good.
1: There. They came and, out. They came out at halftime looking really good, and then uh, and then that yeah. fumble happened. So, just kind of deflated. And again, everything.
2: and that just just took the, the that took the air out of. And you're putting your defense back on the field, mm-hmm. and they're getting the ball back in in good field position. Yeah. So you know, you look at that, and you instead of Coming out of it 17-7 and the opportunity to go 14-17, boom, you give that play up, they go and score. And, you know, you cannot continue to give a team like that, an offense like that, opportunities because they will capitalize. And to, to your point, I mean, not a lot of difference in terms of total yards and, you know, uh, Time of pos- well, time of possession that was different. Yeah, but like you know, third downs they were pretty pretty much even. Mm-hmm. But when you look at that, all things being even, even like I said, from a penalty standpoint, we had four, they had six. It was not a highly penalized game. You know, average per play seven seven yards both ways. They had a, they had you know yeah. about nine more plays, so it was not a lot. Yeah. that separated the teams it was the turnovers yeah. and the poor tackling
1: yeah uh, I mean
2: when you you when you go back to go back to those two things that that was that was the main difference
1: yeah even even more of a uh, of a of a crusher than just than just two zero as far as turnovers go. it's that defensive points off of said turnovers uh and that was 14. and I mean like you said, it it's just free points at that point against against a team like USC. Uh, we'll have more as we uh, as we continue to break down the uh, the game tonight. USC thirty eight, Notre Dame twenty seven. More to come here on the official Notre Dame uh, football post game show presented by Saint Joseph Health System. The official Notre Dame football post game show presented by St. Joseph Health System, continuing on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Jimmy Rosari. Reggie Brooks uh, here with me. Notre Dame losing to USC tonight, 38-27. Uh, we're uh, continuing to uh, to break things down. We've also got uh, Marcus Freeman's postgame press conference. Uh, let's go ahead and play that back right now. All right.
4: Well, as I just told the team... You know, I, I'm sure everybody's disappointed for me on down. And, and um, you know, you really you want to see how you compare against a team like that when you're playing at your best. We didn't play at our best. A couple self-inflicted wounds, ability mean, We turned the ball over twice. Um, the turnover on downs in the first half, you know, and defensively, we didn't stop it. We didn't stop the run, you know, for them to rush for 200 yards, man. And that, that's not a formula for success, so um, they're a dang good football team, um, really good. Uh, you know, we have a really good football team, and that's just a disappointment. You want to see when two really good football teams both play really well, you want to see what the outcome is. But um, take our hats off to them and uh, you know, wish them all the best. So, With that, I'll open up for questions. What
3: made Caleb Williams so difficult to defend? Yeah. As you just,
4: you see it happen over and over all year, you know, his ability to feel pressure, um, to spin out of it. We told our guys, he's gonna spin, he's gonna spin He work up field. He's elusive, man, and he's got huge legs. He's like a running back back there at times, but he's got an arm of a great quarterback. You know, he's really difficult to, to bring down, um, you know, and, and uh, he's a special player. The inability to run the ball offensively, were you surprised that you guys were able to get more
3: going with the run game?
4: Um, yeah, I thought we would be able to run the ball more, but, you know, we were still efficient in what we were doing. And so when you're not able to run the ball well, you know, as well as you want, you got to be able to throw the ball. And I thought we threw the ball really well. You think about the first half, we had three possessions, really. You know, the first one was a three and out, trying to get a feel for the game. The second one, we drive the length of the field and we we'll go for it on fourth and one and we don't convert. The next one, we go down the field and we score a touchdown. You know, and, and then second half... The fumble of the very first series in their territory, obviously that killed us. Um, And then we score and score, and then we uh, throw the interception in a two minute situation. But we had to get a stop defensively to to give our offense a a serious chance and we didn't do that. How how difficult to play catch
5: up against that
2: team where they have such an explosive
0: offensive score?
4: Yeah, it's difficult to play catch up to any team, but you know, when you're not able to stop their offense, it's extremely difficult, and we weren't able to do that um, at critical points of the game day. There was a couple times we got to stop, but at critical points of the game, we weren't able to get a stop.
3: We didn't see Tariq Bracey tonight. why was he not playing tonight? Hamster. Hey, sure. How much did that stress the defense not having him and
4: Cam Harden? Yeah, it was, you know, especially Cam at the field corner. You know, Jaden Mickey, um, young, talented football player, but, you know, it's hard to come in and uh, start your first game of the year versus, you know, USC in an explosive offense. But he played his heart out. Um, but you miss those two guys. They're valuable members of the defense. How do you sum up uh, the end of your
0: regular season after you started moving
4: the one Yeah, I'm proud of the way our team continued to progress, continue to fight, continue to get better. Um, you know, it's not over. we got one left, and, uh, you know, we didn't win today. And they, they played their hearts out, and that's what I told them in the locker room. I'm proud of the way you play because you never quit and uh, you continue to get better when when you could have shoot after week two could have win an opposite direction after week six when we lost to Stanford it could have in a bad direction but these leaders and these guys continue to fight and, and they'll fight after this one it hurts because you, you gave it your all but um, our leaders will keep us together
3: the fumble by Drew how much did that the momentum for you guys yeah
4: it's a 10 point game at the time we get the ball um, we're driving downfield and i think we're on the, in between the 20 and 30 and you know we're rolling and qb and, and running back exchange and those are those can't happen it can't happen um you know they they do something spectacular and, and they create a takeaway it's good for them but for us to to give the ball away on a, a self-inflicted wound of qb running back exchange those Excuse the, the fourth and one sneak by Mitchell
3: Evans. What? Did
4: you see anything that went wrong on that? No. I, I. It was eight for eight. I think going into this game, um, you know. And then last week we had the ability to run the jet sweep off of it, and so we felt really confident doing it again on fourth and one situation. That was the plan to do it on a fourth and one and in plus territory, and we didn't get it. Um, you know, we'll have to go back and see what they did to stop it. We just didn't get the surge we needed. Um, but it's part of it. Tyler, you
2: good? Yeah. Last one. Last one. On Taylor, I mean, you face a good quarterback, I'm sure, but he's different. Is it almost like facing an NFL quarterback? Just so
4: I don't know. I've never, know? I, don't, I didn't coach an NFL. <laughs> but he's so versatile, and like he
2: hurt you with the running as well. As the yeah, Tyler
4: asked the same question. He's a talented quarterback. He can run. He's got thick legs. He spins out of, out of pressure, and he's really good. I don't know. I don't have
1: anything
4: else to say about it. All right, thanks, Coach.
1: Good. All right. Marcus. And that is Marcus Freeman's post-game press conference, if you could actually hear it amidst <laughs> all the crowd noise in the background there. Kind of what you get when you're uh, when you're on the road a little bit. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get Reggie's thoughts on uh, what Coach Freeman had to say and uh, and plenty more as the official Notre Dame football post-game show continues right after this. The official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System continuing on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT, USC 38, Notre Dame 27. We uh, heard from head coach Marcus Freeman in the last segment. Uh, Reggie, your thoughts on what coach had to say?
2: Um, I would have liked to heard a little more about why they, you know, what, what he felt the the lack of success running the ball was from, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, and he touched on it, but it would have been nice to hear more of why was that such a problem? Were, were they doing something differently that created, you know, an issue for issue for you guys to run game. I, I, I think that, you know, that should have been, you know, looked at a little closer or at least discussed a little more because that, that was, uh, by far the most troubling thing that I, I i witnessed watching the game is that you know outside of the poor tackling was the fact that we couldn't get anything going up front and you know that um you know the issues with
1: short yardage as well yeah uh yeah 26 rushes overall spread out over you know five rushers uh 26 rushes 90 yards uh did have the one touchdown by Logan Diggs Um, yeah, that, uh, that's, that's, that's a number that we really haven't seen that low too, too terribly often of late.
2: Yeah. And again, it's just, it's just, it was, you know, against a a defense at, but that's again, when you go back to those, these rivalry games, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to understand it is that, and, you know, they came in, you know, they haven't beaten uh Notre Dame in what the last four years, so right. they came in you know pretty keyed in and pretty uh hyped up and you gotta match that intensity and um you know, and then he in mentioning the 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 lack of cam I thought the, uh, cam Hart being out was significant from the standpoint of yeah. you could yeah. see how they were going after. Uh, Mickey, uh, oh, yeah. Jade and Mickey, um, yeah. and they were like really, they were looking for him, mm-hmm. and you know that that was something that you know it would be nice maybe to rotate coverage to him, but I mean it, it was just too it, it was just too easy for them to I you know find him you know, locate him and then go yeah.
1: after him. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Mickey having to start uh, for the injured Cam Hart tonight was uh, was definitely a a sore spot. Uh, that uh, that USC just kept poking and prodding at all night, and uh, you know every every time that they did, it it, it almost kind of seemed like they flinched. Uh, as far as the defense goes, uh, Xavier Watts uh, with nine tackles, uh, JD Bertrand, who we'll hear from later, uh, with uh, with nine tackles as well. Isaiah Foskey with another uh, with another night, you know, five tackles, one and a half sacks. Uh, Justin Adam Alola with five tackles and half a sack. So, you know the the, the usual players showed up, uh, but uh, it it didn't seem like uh, like they had gotten enough of an effort from the rest of them either. You know,
2: well, even the guys that showed up. I mean, yeah. you know, I saw you know Justin miss a few tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, Foskey missed a few tackles. Um, you know, Kaiser had a was you know re- he had some struggles. Um, Xavier Watts, I think he stood out more than anybody, but like I said, even actually JD, you know, he missed some tackles, which, yeah. you know, is very uncharacteristic. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the kid made the, the entire defense look foolish.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, he just did on his own, uh, you know, like he, he's yeah. just, he I mean, we knew this going in. He was the best athlete on the field tonight.
2: Yeah, and and if you're, and that's why I was, you know, I thought it was of utmost importance to kind of control the 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 tempo of the game by yeah. running the ball and keeping the ball out of his hands because
1: yeah.
2: you know, he's just he was just he's just too dynamic of a player to be given opportunities.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see, stat-wise, Michael Mayer. We'll talk about him coming up in a uh, in a little bit. Uh, we'll also, uh, you know, kind of kind of look to the future. I'm I'm ready to turn the page already on this game, quite honestly. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, we'll hear from uh, I believe J D. Bertrand and uh, and and Drew Pine. So uh, we'll we'll get those uh, player press conferences out to you as well. And uh, Matt Embry's got the uh, the the opponent's scoreboard uh, for the last time this uh, this regular season. And and like I said, we're going to start looking to the future. So uh, at, at least as far as a bowl game goes. So that's what's coming up here on the official Notre Dame football post game show. More to come here on Sunny One Hundred One Point Five and Sports Radio Nine Sixty WSBT uh Michael Mayer, that was his, uh, his first touchdown on the night he had two of them, uh eight catches, 98 yards. Uh, and like I said, uh, those two touchdowns he was targeted nine times. F- like five of the catches f- were first downs. you know, like he was he was Michael Mayer again. Uh, the uh, official Notre Dame Football post game show uh, presented by Saint Joseph Health System. Uh, continuing, I'm Jim Arizari, Reggie Brooks with me. Michael Mayer has—he's uh, got a big decision to make uh, because uh, we we may we may have seen the last uh, the last of Michael Mayer in a Notre Dame uniform.
2: It's the big decision, really. <laughs> <laughs> it, um,
1: here's I don't. A, here's the thing. I like I I get. I get both sides. Like I could, I could see him going either way. Quite honestly, I could see him making the oh. bu- the business decision, you know, to forego the bowl game and start getting ready for the NFL draft. I can totally see that. I can also yeah. totally, I can also totally see him, and I don't know why I can totally see him doing this, but I do. Uh, I can totally see him saying, "Yeah, I want one more go around." It's like, huh? <laughs> like. Hmm. Is, is, that, is, is that is that just is that just him you know being the uh, being the good teammate? Is that me maybe uh, maybe putting too much on him? What is that?
2: I I don't I just don't see the the benefit. I mean
1: <laughs> yeah I don't either.
2: Yeah, and I don't know I don't know Michael Mayer that well, but mm-hmm. you know I, I and again I'm not a fan of the sitting out. But at the same time, let's be honest I mean yeah. this this guy's he's what 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 will it benefit him? you know, and again, right. this is me being selfish um from my perspective, but I, I just don't see where you know and i and i I would love to see him play play in another no damn uniform again. I mean, sure. I love watching the kid play, but I would would not would not feel any type of way if he decided, Hey, let's, let's, you know, let's get ready for, you know, the next level. Yeah. I would, I would have no qualms about him making that move Would not even think twice. And, um, but I I get your point. I could see him, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I just, I'm doing it just because he loves to play the game, you know, and that's just type person that he is. So, but you know me i'm like hey man just <laughs> you, you need to get ready for sundays yeah
1: you got you got a lot of checks to uh, to come your way as long as you don't get hurt before the draft so uh you know let just we get it man <laughs> we, we don't think yeah. any we don't think ill of you one bit we totally get it man so, uh, by the way, with the uh, with the second touchdown catch tonight, Michael Mayer now owns solo possession of third on Notre Dame's all time reception list with uh, with 180. Uh, he passed Jeff Samarja on the list, and he did that in less than three seasons. That uh, that stat from Pete Byrne at uh, WSBT 22 here in South Bend, but uh, like that's 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 an insane that's an insane stat, quite honestly. I mean, he's a, he's a one in a lifetime
2: type of player. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know. So, you know, I, I, it's been a pleasure watching him. You know, compete and watching him. You know, from you know, I said this when he was a freshman. When he's a freshman, I'm like, this kid is special. Yeah. So, you know, and just to see how he, he's grown, I, I think he's definitely going to need to be better in terms of um you know at the next level of being more physical with linebackers cuz those guys are going to be a lot more athletic and oh, ability yeah. to cover but you know he has all the tools and and then also just being being a a, a more a, a better blocker mm-hmm. a more consistent blocker yeah so but other than that you know it's not a lot of Lot of, not a lot of negatives that you can say, <laughs> right. you know, so that's what I said. It's, it's, it's one of those deals where he's ready for
1: that next level. 100%. Um, and then, like I said, not going to be surprised if he says, ah, I'm going to have fun with my guys one more time. It's like, what? Okay. Uh, so, provided he does make the correct business decision, who's next in line?
2: Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I do believe, again, you saw this a little bit, uh, you know, you, you know, cozy and styles, um, you know, Thomas. So there's some guys, you know, that are, you know, that, that are a- available that are making, that can make plays, mm-hmm. you know, it was good to see Dion cozy. He did yeah. a great job going up and going after that football. So, and in all honesty, I think it would you know this is kind of a you got to see what what's what they're capable of doing without Michael Mary. I mean, he made the big catches, the touchdown catches, but you saw other guys that have cap- that capability to play and make make plays. Where you know, and again, it's going to kind of force Drew Pine to look beyond just. Michael Mayer. He tends to get locked in on him because a couple of times he threw the ball into, you know, double and a triple coverage. <laughs> and he made coverage, the throw and catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made the catch. So, you know, great job. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, you you know, if there are four people around Michael Mayer, somebody else is open.
1: Right. So, exactly. so they're, not de- they're not defending somebody. Yeah. The the scale is tipped. You know the scale is definitely tipped to one side of the field. Throw the ball to the other one. Uh, Dion Colsey, by the way, three catches for 75 yards. He did have the touchdown as well for uh, from 23 yards out uh, in the third quarter, which uh, which kept things still attainable for Notre Dame uh, in the second half. So a uh, a good game by uh, by Dion Colsey as well. Um, okay, so we've I, I think we've got that figured out. Maybe I don't know. Do you think we've got that figured out?
2: Now, let, let me ask you this: Were you saying who is the next tight end for Notre Dame? I mean, they got some good ones on the roster, but you know, I don't. Yeah, you'll I mean, be hard you know, pressed to replace right uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Mayer. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, no pressure but, or mean, anything on anybody. That,
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm not. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to jump out there and say, "Oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a great replacement." Right, but. You know, they do have some guys, you know, on the roster that, you know, that can compete, you know, that will that that will be fine. I mean, M- Mitchell Evans, yeah. you know, sophomore, I think he's gonna he's gonna be fine. Um Bauman, you know, so there's there are a few guys out there that, you know, I think again, by committee, if you will. That can step up and 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 you know not replace Michael Mayer, but you know, give give the quarterback some targets going into next year.
1: It is the sort of thing where I mean, you know, you don't really replace it. You just kinda of plug in another guy and just kinda of hope for the best.
2: Fair enough. That's a, that's a fair statement.
1: You know, I mean, so with, with as good but, as Michael you, Mayer has been, you know, I, you know, again, that's a lot of pressure to put. A, you know, it's like, hey, be as good as Mayer. Okay, yeah, you know. and
2: that's like, I think that's why it's so important that you get some of the receivers going yeah. to take some of that pressure off, and then you know, you also have the backs uh, coming out of the backfield with. Um, you know, estimate and, you know, he, had a, he, he's actually done well coming out the backfield as yeah. well as Logan Diggs. Um, You know, Chris Tyree, he's a junior. So, I mean, again, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they use him coming back. So I think they're still trying to figure out kind of where, where he fits. Um, I still feel that he's a good, good back out of the backfield and his ability to get, get him in space. And, would love to see, you know, some screens run with him and allow him to get, you know, get, just get him in open space where, you know, Diggs uh, estimate. Those, they've shown that they can, you know, have the ability to pound it in there and still, like I said, make some moves here and there. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, because really, I mean, with the season, last game of the season, you know people talk about the bowl game bowl game is really you know next year that's the start of a you know a whole new team and you know starting you know playing for playing for next year and that's what that you know the game is a fun game but it's also an opportunity to see how the you know these these young guys have you know can can they step up and to what to what degree can we count on them for next year
1: we will uh, we will press on. We'll have a a couple of player co- press conferences still to go. Uh, we've got uh, Drew Pine. We've also got J D Bertrand uh, at the mic tonight. You know, not exactly the greatest sound quality, but you can still hear what the, what the guys are making out, what they're what they are saying. So, uh, you know, we'll get those to you as well. See what uh, see what they thought of the game. Um, Matt Emery's got the opponent scoreboard here coming up, and uh, yeah, player of the game as well. Still to uh, still to crown for one final time in the regular season. All coming up on the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by Saint Joseph. The official Notre Dame football post game show brought to you in part by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Pet Refuge, Adopt Don't Shop, where new beginnings have happy endings, and Centier Bank, Indiana's largest private family owned bank. Uh, Jimmy Rosario with Reggie Brooks. Um, let's see, we've got a couple of player uh, post game press conferences to play back. Uh, let's hear from Drew Pine first. Hey.
3: I mean, you guys saw his ability just to extend plays, and I mean that was one of the biggest things—like his ability just to keep the keep the play alive, even though like it really should be a dead play, and be able to escape the pocket and still just keep it going. I mean, it led to guys that you have to plaster downfield, and it led to those extra pass yards, and then as well it led to—I mean, just him getting explosive runs. That I mean, that was one of the biggest things that we needed to stop, and we didn't do.
1: yards on the ground too with Austin Jones, about 150 rushing yards. Were you guys just compromised so much with Williams in those situations that you, you cannot, you have to respect him on the read option keeper and Joe getting free or like winning some battles up front?
3: I mean, we obviously need to be better there, but as well, I mean, that's the part of the dual threat that a lot of times we're outnumbered because they have the threat to run the quarterback. And so it's our jobs. We need, we can't go one for one on blocks and we need to be able to get off blocks and make those plays. Go the back.
0: You, you, I'm sure watched a lot of uh, film or preparation for Caleb and knew what like, he was a dual threat. But when you see him up close and play against him, was it any
3: different? I mean, he's freaky athletic, and I mean, it shows obviously. The biggest thing is like, as we bring pressure up the middle, like we need to make sure we keep our edges going upfield. But then as well, like, as we get through up the middle, like when he spins back, we need to make sure that we're staying vertical to be able to just keep him contained. And I mean, that was one of the biggest problems we had
0: moments where this game
1: could have got away for you guys
0: and it didn't. Yeah. What let you guys sort of stay within the environment? You know, only can stuff. Like, just what was the key to sort of stay yeah. within?
3: I defense? mean, one of the biggest things was just the offense. The offense was able to keep us in it and be able to respond. We needed to respond to keep it at that 10-point limit. And then within that, like, we obviously needed to just do our part and, I mean, be able to contain him. Last call. Thank you, J.D. Thank you.
1: What got going in the second half of the passing game? Your numbers are going to look great at the end of this game. What got going down in the second half for loose some things up downfield and start getting some deeper targets?
5: Yeah, you know, I think we went empty. Uh, we went empty a lot and had the back in some routes and kind of knew what their check was to empty, and uh, we worked that all week, and Coach Reese had great plays against it, and we just were sure able to execute. Right. I'm sure today is the first time you guys
3: have played from behind in a while. How has that changed? your approaches to offense, especially given how in the run the mm. line and how long that's been Yeah,
5: you know, the beginning of the game being down um, a little bit, for us on the sideline, we were just trying to, you know, not try to press, and we were just trying to, you know, focus on execution. And we can't control um, what the defense does and our defense plays so hard. And But, you know, we can control what we can control on offense. And uh, so we were just taking it play by play. So being from behind really didn't have much to do uh, with the first half.
0: Always back. Slow start to the season for your team and then had a nice now that the regular season is over just an overall assessment
5: of the year. yeah you know I think we have a lot to play for still you know we're gonna be in a bowl game and i want to send all these seniors out the right way we have a lot to play for um, you know we have another game we're, I'm going to prepare as hard as I can for that and finish the season off to in a positive note and you know that's going to be my focus for the next month, and I'm proud of how we fought today. I'm proud of how we fought all season. I'm really proud of our team, and you know I'm just in a month when the game comes up, we're going to finish in the, in the right way. Go ahead. Is it is it too reductive to say like
1: USC was just better in some key moments tonight, whether it be the, the fourth and one stop on Mitch
0: or, or the fumble that you had? Like you, that you felt like you guys were right there, but it was just one or two
1: plays that.
5: Um, you know, I'll, I'll have to go back and look at the film, but you know, I think USC is a great team. You know, that was a really good team I played. Out, we played out there, and they're going to go on and do great things for the rest of the season. And, you know, Caleb Williams is a great player, and their defense is good. And you know, I, like you said, I mean, I, they are a great team, but so are we. And you know, they got the best of us tonight. Go ahead, third
3: record. I just wanted to ask about um, Dion and Lorenzo. Um, a couple of younger receivers that need to step up in this offense. Both we'll have a pretty big games tonight. Mm-hmm. Fit Dion into big one down the stretch this season. What have you felt in your development with the chemistry of those guys? How, how has that progressed throughout the
5: year? Um, you know, I think it's credit to them. They're two young guys who just work their tails off nonstop. And, you know, I, we work in practice after practice throwing back shoulders. Like, I worked that with Dion during the week, um, you know, throwing a high ball up to him in the red zone. and those guys just come to work every single day with a positive attitude they're silly guys who like to have fun and they're they're some of my best friends so kind of just like that chemistry of being close with them as receivers i think translates on the field and all the work that we put in during the week
1: jd bertrand was first that was drew pine wrapping things up as far as uh, player press conferences go on the official notre dame football post game show presented by st joseph health system uh let's Let's see. Let's talk about uh, J.D. Bertrand first. Uh, nine tackles on the day. Uh, let's see, six of them by himself, and and it still seemed like, uh, <laughs> and, and this is the case for everybody on defense. Uh, it it still seemed that uh, that that Caleb Williams had each and every one of their numbers.
2: Yeah, and you know, said so, you know, so J.D. is probably one of the more reliable tacklers on this team. And, you know, in watching his struggles, it was like, wow. I mean, this kid is – he's freaking Houdini. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just <laughs> – it was like he was toying with them and it's like, wow. I mean, is this kid that good? And, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone else do that. And you know, I, it's just watching him, and you're just like, is he really just running around like? Just it was like he was just running around like in the backyard playing, you know, touch fo- mm-hmm. football, yeah. and nobody could
1: touch him. Yeah, I I likened it more to Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. It just seemed like, uh, you know, he was able to spin out of uh, of basically every sack like almost every sack opportunity they did get home on a couple of, of occasions but they should have had more than two sacks with uh, with how often they got back to him but Williams just would spin out and he was gone yeah i mean it,
2: it was that was you know I, I mean you you know it coming in like like jd was saying they knew that it was going to be, you know, challenging. But it's one thing to to see, you know watch it on film and you see these things happening, and you, you say, "Hey, make sure we keep our leverage on the ball, keep it inside, keep him from escaping." Whole another thing when you have to step out on that field and play. Right. And you know it. It was. It was just that. It was just that. I mean, just to step out and try to play, and this kid is just – he's just that good. Yeah. And, you know, that, there was no answer for him. So, you know, and and playing, I, you know, this is no, by no means remotely close, but I do remember playing against Stanford, and I was playing defense, and I was defending Ed McCaffrey. And, you know, it's one thing to say, hey – you know, stay, stay, in, stay, stay in phase, stay engaged with the receiver. It's another thing when, you know, the guy's 6'5", <laughs> and, you know, and he's just just going up, grabbing the ball. It's right. like, ah, this is a little different. It's a little different than talking about it and game playing for it than actually performing and doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely understand where JT was coming from. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, like after a while, it's just like, "Oh, come on, man, stop!" Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, like like I said, you know, towards the uh, start of the show, uh, and this is the last time I checked, it could have even you know, the odds could have dropped even more, uh, minus twenty five hundred at BetMGM to win the Heisman Trophy. He certainly made his case today a lot better than a lot of other guys who were on that list. So uh, you know, I I do have to take my hat off to uh, to Caleb Williams on on that front. Uh, Drew Pine, we also heard from Drew Pine. What did uh, what did you think about what Drew had to say?
2: Well, again, I, I know he he felt bad again. The, you know, he, I, we, we we've said it. He he played well. Mm-hmm. You look at his numbers. It's hard to say. Hey, you know. To knock him but you know the 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 two mistakes yeah were extremely costly they
1: were they were back
2: breakers, and yeah. and that's yeah and that was the thing is like you know he 23 of 26 318 yards three touchdowns mm-hmm. just you just stopped there man he had a hell of a game
1: yeah had a had a higher passing so, rating than Caleb Williams did even yeah, <laughs>
2: but it just like I said, you know, the difference was, as I mentioned before, those two turnovers and and the poor tackling. I mean, it really is. I'm not gonna say it's that simple because you know stopping Caleb Williams is not by any means not simple, and you know, the 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 mesh point, or the fumble. Mm. I, I can't put that. I can't put that all on on, on Drew because, no. you know, you you know this you know, the, the mesh point got all messed up. They were all just you know dis discombobulated there in the backfield.
1: Heck, you can't even put that on Riley and, Mills because he he hit his spot. <laughs> so
2: yeah, so you you look at it and it's like you know hey, things happen. So you yeah. have you have some guys make mistakes. So all in all I mean Drew played a heck of a game but this goes to show and emphasize the importance of being able to run the football and because Notre Dame was not able to effectively run the football, the results are the results yep you know and you, you if you're expecting Drew Drew to be to to be the game winner to win the game, that's not – you're not, you're not, you're not going to win consistently with that approach. So – and, you know, Mark has mentioned it about being efficient at the um, – you know, in the passing game. I will say this, they were not efficient running the ball. Nope. I mean, it's not that they didn't try to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They just weren't efficient at it. And, you know, but they were very efficient in the passing game. And – but that's not how you beat – a Southern Cal team because multiple times they played teams that score points and probably, you know, but the fact that you can't keep up. And if you're not, you know, if you're not running the ball and keeping that offense off the field, you're going to have a problem. And by not having ball control and controlling the line of scrimmage, that's where Notre Dame, you know, struggled.
1: 38-27, the final score, USC over Notre Dame. We will get through the opponent's scoreboard coming up next. Matt Embry has that for us. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll name our players or player of the game probably. I think we've got a pretty good idea of who we're picking. And, uh, you know, kind of just wrap things up as far as the regular season goes with the official Notre Dame Football post game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WS.
0: And now it's time to see how Notre Dame's opponents fared on this extended weekend on the Under Armour opponent scoreboard of course Under Armour the official clothing and uniform providers of Notre Dame Athletics. Well, Ohio State's chances, not completely eliminated from making the CFP, but they certainly were hurt today in their big matchup against Michigan. The Wolverines defeat the Buckeyes 45-23. Michigan, of course, advances to play Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game next week. Ohio State will see if luck has it that they get back into the top four or not after all is said and done. Marshall, a winner in their regular season finale over Georgia State today, 28-23. California had their chances on Friday against UCLA, but the Bruins get the victory over the Golden Bears, 35-28. North Carolina on Friday lost to in-state rival NC State, 30-27 in double overtime. That means something for Notre Dame because it could possibly open up a few bowl possibilities. We'll talk about those in the next segment. BYU still in action against Stanford, two previous Notre Dame opponents this year, 21 to 10, the Cougars lead the Cardinal in the second. UNLV has r- defeated Nevada today, 27 to 22. Syracuse after losing five straight, finally back into the win column. They defeat Boston College in a battle of two previous Notre Dame opponents, 32 to 23, and Clemson. Lost to South Carolina, 31-30. Second straight big victory for the Gamecocks. Of course, last week they stunned Tennessee. This week they defeat the Clemson Tigers. Naval Academy had this week off. They also have next week off as they play in the Army and Navy game in Philadelphia on December the 10th. Well, for the first time in five years, the Jewel Chilelley is headed to L.A. as USC has defeated Notre Dame tonight, 38 to 27. We look ahead to possible bowl possibilities. Maybe a look ahead to 2023, and also we'll name our Player of the Game when Jim and Reggie have the final segment of the official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show, presented by Saint Joseph Health System. After this final timeout on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: The official Notre Dame Football post game show presented by St. Joseph Health System on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jimmy Rosario, Reggie Brooks. Let's wrap things up for the uh for the regular season. How uh, how would you say Marcus Freeman's first season went?
2: I it was a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. You know, again, and I think this is also part of the fact that he is you know, learn on the job. He's never been a head coach before. It's, it's a challenging, um, challenging situation. You know, your first head coaching job being in Notre Dame with all the scrutiny and pressure that comes with it. But I think he's handled himself very well. It's been good seeing his progression as a head coach. So, um, I, I had us going nine and three, um, but we go eight and four. So, um, all in all, it was successful, but still still some things to, that need to be uh, worked out. Um, would have loved to see them do a better job of making second-half adjustments. That is something that mm-hmm. has been a, a problem all year, so I think that's something that they need to really – as a staff, as a head coach and his staff needs to lean into being better at halftime adjustments and, you know, just continue to recruit like he's been recruiting because he's done a very good job in in that area, like I said, get some players. Because you think about it, they had two true freshmen playing at the corner position.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, those guys, I mean, that's the future. Yeah. You look at a lot of the young players, the young talent on this team that are stepping up, uh, making some 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 good plays, you know, you know, watching this this young team grow on the offensive line, on the defensive, well, defensive backfield. Um, I, I'm excited to see what's next, but I, I the biggest thing for me is I need to see those second half adjustments being na- made um, if they're going to take that next step as a as a program.
1: You mentioned recruiting and. Notre Dame getting a lot of accolades for that, a lot of compliments uh, pretty much wherever you look, really, as far as their recruiting efforts go. Um, Do you think they'll ever be able to recruit a quarterback like Caleb Williams?
2: Mm. That is a very good question. I do believe they can, but I've always felt that you're going to attract what you've had success with. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at the tight ends and the offensive line, uh, defensive line, um, players that Notre Dame has gotten, and you because you've seen a progression and a success with those particular positions. We haven't seen a consistency in the development of the quarterback position at Notre Dame in some in quite some time. Yeah. So until there's, you know some success in developing a quarterback. I just, I'm, I just don't see Notre Dame getting that true game changer. Um, until there's consistent development in that position.
1: And then I guess, uh, finally we'll have one more game left after this. They're, they're definitely going bowling with an eight and four record. Uh, ESPN, CBS Sports, a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, the uh, the uh, sports sites out there uh, seeing a lot of Gator Bowl out there, seeing uh, the Holiday Bowl, uh, seeing what was what was another one that I saw. The uh, <laughs> Sports Illustrated has uh, Notre Dame slated to play in the Gasparilla Bowl against Pittsburgh. Uh, that down in Tampa. So I mean. Most bowls that I've heard of, anyway, as uh, you know, at least with the holiday bowl and the uh and the gator bowl. Um, of course, we won't know that until you know the uh the 4th of December when when those things get announced. Where uh, where would you like to see Notre Dame go out of you know all 8 billion bowl games?
2: <laughs> uh, well, at this point, again, I'm I'm more concerned about you know, because the bowl game is is the setup for the next season. Yeah. So I really would like to see this team play in a bowl and win the bowl game Mm -hmm. first and foremost, and see, again, like I said, the second half adjustments being made and see the success. Because like I said, even when, you know, the success they had against Navy and against Boston college in the first half, both those games, they just weren't as successful in the second half. And I need to see that progression to really see that, Hey, this team is taking the next step. And so whatever bowl game they go to, first and foremost need to win it. And secondly, for me, I need to see some progression in second half adjustments. So I'm I'm okay with any bowl they go to as long as they go to a bowl and they come out victorious because the bowl game is, is is a you know is a perk, if you will. Yeah. For the team and the success that they had. So wherever they go, I want them to be successful and also for the kids to have fun. Enjoy that opportunity because it you know, it's it's just that. It's an opportunity to, to play another game. But also to commune with your teammates, and you know you got a little more opportunity to commune with the fans, which is always
1: good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as uh, the Gator Bowl seems to be the most common destination throughout throughout all the websites that are uh, making those sorts of prognostications. Uh, let's see: South Carolina on the list, Arkansas on the list, uh, maybe even Kentucky in there. Uh, all SEC. Teams as far as uh, as far as the Gator Bowl would go, uh, you know, of those three, you know, just kind of throw a dartboard at one of them, or uh, is is there one that stands out to you that uh, kind of makes I you mean, go? I mean,
2: just because, just of the old school, I, I I would lean more toward the Gator Bowl.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, just just from a you know an old timer standpoint, <laughs> right? You know, having I I, I would like to see them again. It's also in Florida, where you know, it's a good chance you'll have good weather,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, some warm weather, and that, that's you, a better chance you can enjoy yourself in warm weather than somewhere where it's potentially not as warm. Matt, so I, I would lean toward the Gator Bowl.
1: You're, you're you're saying that a a snowy Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas, isn't uh, isn't ideal.
2: I'm still having fun, and again, <laughs> nothing against El, nothing against El Paso, but. Jacksonville, El Paso. Probably a few more things to do. A eh, few and a few more things to do in, in in Jacksonville than I would say in El Paso. That's just my <laughs> speculation. So forgive me, any El Paso folks. <laughs> uh,
1: I, you know what? If if El Paso has a has a pulse on their community, they're probably going. You know what? He's right. So uh, anyway, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk for the bowl game, I guess.
2: Looking forward to it, yeah. and uh, you know, good year. I, I mean, all in all, good year. Yeah. You, you saw saw the, the, some adaptability of some guys, and I'm I'm excited about the freshmen and and sophomores. This, this team is still pretty young, and yeah. seeing those guys get out there and compete and making some plays, it's like, hey, this is this could be all right, you know. You know, go, especially going into the next year.
1: Yeah, and especially for you know with as many freshmen that have gotten uh some substantial playing time uh that can only help with the development too. So, you know, sunny, sk- sunny skies yeah, sure. are ahead. So, uh anyway, uh yeah, bowls get announced on uh, Sunday December 4th and uh so we'll uh we'll find out then which uh, which bowl game Notre Dame is going to be going to. Uh until then, Reggie, it's been a pleasure, man. We're kind of player of the game don't we oh yeah player of the game player of the game almost almost got out of here without it um okay. your thoughts the last <laughs> la- well
2: technically the last one of the season
1: right right regular season anyway and, yeah
2: and 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 it should go to a guy that you know just continues to to shine and break records every yeah. time he touches the ball but um and it was it was tough like I said you know drew prime had a heck of a game Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but the two turnovers really kind of mixed it for me. So Michael Mayer is the player of the game, eight catches, ninety-eight yards, two touchdowns, and the guy continues to just make play after play after play. Uh
1: moving up to third on Notre Dame's all time reception list as well. So, you know, just keeps you know, just climbing up the record book as as far as Notre Dame goes in, in, in less than three seasons, uh, as it should be noted once again. So now I will say uh I I will talk to you at the bowl game. Yes. And you know, hope it's in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just hope it's somewhere warm, man. Although San Diego yeah, exact San Diego for the holiday bowl, that, that may not be too bad either. I'm, I'm just saying
2: no no i wouldn't i mean but i said i'm, I'm just i'm not a fan of california <laughs>
1: Sorry. it's just it's everything it's, about southern I california it, yeah. i got it i got it uh it's so. too expensive for literally everything <laughs> yeah it is it really is uh so you know <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: reggie it's been a pleasure man same here good year yep Good year, and uh, you know we'll we'll see at the bowl Irish. game, man. Exactly, go Irish, and <laughs> and uh, and that uh, that wraps it up. That wraps up the regular season for the official Notre Dame football post game show. Like I said, bowls get announced on Sunday, December fourth, so we've got a little bit of time before uh, before we find out where Notre Dame is going to be bowling. So uh, you know we'll we'll let you know as as soon as we find out. And so everything uh, you know everything now just kind of in a waiting pattern for reggie brooks i'm jimmy this has been the official notre dame football postgame show on sunny 101.5 and sports radio 960 wsbt
0: this has been the official notre dame football postgame show presented by st joseph health system brought to you by coca-cola sirius xm
1: Chili's, papa vinos south bend orthopedics south bend airport west bend insurance Centier bank And ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of
2: Northern Indiana.